Hello, hello. It is Tuesday, September the 20th of 2016. My name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Nicolene Klassen. You are listening to Wittenberg Radio, CMU's most subscribed to podcast brought to you by the CMU Student Council. As always, you can follow us on Facebook. We are at Wittenberg Radio there, at Wittenberg Radio on Twitter, which has gotten some decent activity in the last since our last episode. I'll tell you about that in just oh. a little bit. Wittenbergradio at gmail.com is the place to send your comments, questions, listeners concerns anything else that you can think of of course is always welcome wittenbergradio.com is the place to find us online for past episodes also subscribe on itunes or the podcatcher of your choice subscribe just like kenton Loby, uh international development studies instructor did in the very chair that i am looking at in the mic just across from me just last week as he was talking about his found ipod which was recovered from south africa mm-hmm. so Whew, I yeah, that was two, three-ish breaths. Oh, that was great. Thank you. Gosh, I, I really want to get a, I really want to get a recipe one of these days. Fortunately for you, we got sent a recipe. We did. We did oh on my. Twitter at Winberg Radio saw not one but three alumni <gasps> tweet at us. Uh, a wonderful gentleman. Uh, some of you might know, maybe not, but his name is Michael Rutherford, and he tweeted at uh, Wittenberg Radio very recently. He, what did he say? Now I'm trying to find it. Okay, here it is. Uh, at Wittenberg Radio, can't believe it's been five years. I feel old now, says Michael Rutherford. Aww. Sir, I feel your pain. <laughs> Nickley, not so much, but I, I definitely do. Not and, so of course, uh, Anna Biglin Pritchard tweeted at us multiple times. <laughs> um, we got, uh, what we got? She tweeted as a fashion tip. I'm supposed to wear bigger hats. Ah, uh, Okay. I don't know that I wear. For I, don't audio know, I don't know that I exactly. I don't know that I even wear hats around anymore. I used to wear hats a lot back when I was back when I played baseball. Really? But like, very interesting. Yeah, my hair used to be wonderful and flat and all that <laughs> stuff. But yeah, I don't really. I don't know that I wear hats that much anymore. Sometimes in the summer. Uh, a recipe. Uh, take a piece of gluten-free toast with slices of goat's mozzarella on it, and put toaster oven until melted, and then weep. <laughs> there you have it, folks. There you go. And of course, and our uh, our follower list increased. We are now followed by Sue Sorensen, and <gasps> who is on Twitter. And Daniel Friesen, our past intrepid uh, host who has recently slinked off into the uh, annals of retirement, uh, tweeted us a, uh, a GIF. A GIF. He tweeted us a GIF. GIF or GIF, that is the question. Oh my gosh. What do you think? I think it's GIF. Okay, that's what I say too, but... I think it's GIF, we but might get somebody, some... somebody's going to backlash on this. Yeah, we might get some For comments. sure. We also received a little bit of uh, consternation about my apparent bad intro of Wittenberg Door and how uh, I introduced Martin Luther. Ah. Apparently, I, I portrayed him as a um, someone who was attacking the Catholic Church from the outside rather than reforming it from uh, the inside, mm. to which I say, go take a class with someone who actually knows what they're talking about mm-hmm. paul dirksen i literally yeah carl yes. coop yes. uh, i literally yeah i literally skimmed over like when the date was because i one time tried to remember the day that the uh that the theses went up on the wittenberg door i like i i think it's on october 31st but i can't remember the year off the top of my head right now so if anybody knows that i'd love to uh i'd love to be regaled mm-hmm. as to the as to the actual year I feel like it's 1521, but I think I'm wrong about that. I'm not sure. I should know this too, but also as another note, we have 238 likes on our Facebook page. Wow. 
Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, CMU. That's that's awesome to see. Let's see if we can get it up uh, to 300. Share this with your friends. And of course, we'll have a little bit of promotional merchandise hopefully coming your way mm -hmm. in the next couple of weeks. So, okay. what, so what was the GIF? Or GIF. Oh, it was rather. of a, it was of like a, a an old Western uh, kind of a guy uh, with a big butt with a big gray mustache, and he was going. He took his Stetson. He kind of traced his finger along the front with a bit of a wink. It was <laughs> interesting, uh, as only the Enigma of Dan Friesen can do. Mm, yes. Yes, yes. What a show we have for you here this week. Uh, alumni, business uh, alumni Tyrone Hofer will be joining us this week. Uh, he is a. Uh, a person of Hutterite descent as well as being openly gay and he spoke at the uh, historic Pride March in Steinbach this past summer so I'd love to get his uh, I have perspectives on how that went and uh, he had some decently major chats as well with uh, places like the CBC and Vice called him up and like he, so he's you know his story has been one that's been shared a lot but I'd love to know I didn't we haven't really heard anything about his experience at the actual um pride pride rally so I'd love to uh, we're going to get a wonderful chance to to hear from him in just a little bit but first we've got a little bit of music to play for you here so the biggest event happening in Winnipeg in music uh, this past week was arguably the release of the new Royal Canoe record. That is something got lost between here and the orbit. It is out everywhere now, and yeah, why not? We've had uh, we've had Bucky Drieger in here before. He's given us a lot of great music picks. So let's tip let's uh, tip our hats uh, in gift form to uh, Bucky Drieger and the rest of the gents in Royal Canoe. This is the single off of their new record. This is called Somersault. Slowly I'm leaking out Rise 
you go. Royal Canoe and Somersault, the new record, Something Got Lost Between Here and the Orbit, is available now after a stellar release show at the Burton Cummings Theater last week, Thursday. Fabulous. You were there too, yeah? Yes. Amazing. So, so good. Mm-hmm. My gosh, there's now probably not enough we can say about that. Uh, so let's move right along, shall we? We're chatting today with Tyrone Hofer. This summer marked an incredible event in the community of Steinbach. Thousands took to the streets to march in the city's first ever Pride Parade. The community, for those of you uh, who are not from Manitoba, has long been regarded as this conservative hotbed. And, and many in the town, including the town's mayor, MLA, and MP, they were not in attendance uh, for this event. And they were actually like publicly against having this event in the town. But it went on anyway and it was a huge success i i was i was in edmonton for it but i saw all these long lineups of cars on the highway you couldn't even get into steinbeck it was so well attended it was amazing to see so clashing with conservative authority figures on issues of homosexuality is nothing new for our guest today tyrone hofer grew up on the uh, Starlight Hutterite Colony, just outside of Starbuck, manitoba he then attended cmu where he obtained his business degree this past april Oh, man. Uh, Tyrone came out as gay in 2015 and was asked to speak at the historic Pride event in Steinbeck about his experience as being a gay Hutterite. Tyrone joins us now. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. No problem. I'm so glad that you can make it out here to talk about this today. It's so cool. Okay, so take me back, all right? You are... Where were you when you received this phone call? How would you like to speak at this historic event it was actually through a Facebook message. Which, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So 21st century. Yes. <laughs> which um, I wasn't friends with Michelle McHale, who's one of the, I think, the organizer of the Steinbeck Pride March. Um, and so I didn't receive a notification about the Facebook message. So um, there's this thing on Facebook where you go into Messenger and there's this sidebar. So I noticed I had a notification for that. And I opened it. It was on. Let me just pull it up here. <laughs> We've got the original. We've got the yes. original. original right here, yes. folks. The original, the very phone, the very phone where this had happened. It was on July the fifth at eight eighteen. I think I saw it on July sixth. Okay. The day after, I just had an interview with CBC that morning, and I just saw it. And yeah, it, it read that she's a part of the organizing committee for Steinbeck Pride. And if I wanted to speak a three or four minute speech spe- specific about your experience and send a message to those still living on the colony. And obviously I replied and yeah. And the rest, history, and the rest is, from there. and the rest <laughs> is literal history. Okay, so sharing your experience um, is definitely uh, it's something that seems to come incredibly naturally to you. Like you seem, you seem very at ease with sharing your story. Now, what what was uh, what was the difference of speaking at something as large as Steinbeck Pride versus um, maybe like your YouTube channel or something mm-hmm. like that? What, what were the challenges there? Oh, wow. Well, speaking in front of a camera is definitely different than speaking in front of thousands of people. I I was extremely nervous just standing up there, just waiting to speak. Mm. Yeah, it's it was something I've never experienced before. And interestingly enough, as soon as I stepped to the mic, everything just 
calm down. It it was it was absolutely surreal, and yeah, I I was just flooded with emotion. I'm sure if you watch videos, you'll see that. But yeah, it was it was an incredible experience. Watching the videos of you give that speech, and it is up online for our listeners who do want to uh, to watch it. It it seems like like you're incredibly impassioned. You're like you're definitely in the heat of the moment oh, yeah. as you are as you're up there. Uh, what was what was it like when you you finish your speech and you step down off of off of the stage? Um, do you remember the first like sort of reactions and interactions that you had? Uh, the like when you got off the stage, like who did you talk to first? Well, as soon as I finished uh, reading my speech or giving my speech, um, my cousin was actually there. Yeah, and she kind of stepped up to the stage and I saw her and I ran straight to her and gave her a hug and I don't know if you can hear me shout but I was I told the crowd this is my cousin like she's here so that was that was pretty incredible having family there yeah that family that family support is definitely it's definitely something that like it's I mean it's helpful and and for you especially hearing your story Mm-hmm. having that having that family support I can't even imagine what that must have what that must have felt like yeah it's it's big it it feels really good yeah i i can't even yeah i can't even begin to imagine where to lose my place in my questions there we go okay so okay now you drove into town on that on that day well we're t- i, w- I want to come back to that family stuff in just a, a mm-hmm. little bit uh so you drive into town that day what were your first impressions of Steinbeck pride as a whole well me and a group of friends actually drove in together and um, when we got there, it was so quiet. It, there was hardly anybody there. We were probably one of the first people at the park. Um, I was actually meeting a camera guy who was filming me the entire day for... For Vice, right? For, no, for oh. an independent documentary. I don't know much details about it, but yeah, it's, Look out, it's we'll, in production. We'll watch out for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my first impression was like, wow, this this might be a very low-key, small event. Just, you know, we'll be present, but there won't be many people. But boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> boy, were you ever wrong. That was, it was huge. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, and wh- like the nerves, the nerves were up there. The nerves were oh, up yeah. Or the nerves were up there. Uh, what, what sort of interactions were you having with your friends? Like, what were they, were they saying? Okay, dude, calm down. You got this. Was that, so that's sort of the interaction you're having with your friends? Well, when I get nervous, I get very quiet. So I was, I think I read, I think I read my speech once or twice on the way there just to familiarize myself and practice is always good. And then just after that, I just grew quiet and looked out the window, the thinking thoughts. Yeah. Wasn't sure what to expect, to be honest. What kind of thoughts are going through your mind as you're driving into town? Like Um, if you're looking out the window? Well, first of all, will there be protests? Will it be safe? Oh, yeah, there there was some there was some pretty negative, um, almost violent comments on Facebook about people's reactions. Obviously, there's a lot of passion behind it. So those comments were in the back of my mind, like, will people actually follow through with them? And then there was also uh, the thoughts of, you know, this is really big. Like, this is the first Pride event in Steinbeck. And I get to be part of that history and the message that I have the ability to send. And so there was, I guess, the pressure also 
caused a bit of nerves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Again, I can only even begin to imagine what that yeah. what that must be like. Um, so you're so afraid of negative interactions uh, coming into town. Were there any? No. Not, not even a one. Not that I saw. Um, I heard from a few friends that somebody did comment something in a subway. I don't remember exactly, but I think that was just one thing which makes it completely redundant. Oh, yeah. With all the positive, um, I guess, events that took place that day. Uh, what kind of interactions were you getting as you marched around Steinbach on the streets? Overall, overall positive ones. Overall like, positive. Yeah, I, uh, I was in the parade, and if I saw somebody that I knew, I went and gave him a hug. I saw so many people from CMU, from CMU staff in attendance. Like, it was it was absolutely incredible, and to see that there, to see people from back home, aka Winnipeg, that was that was huge. Yeah. Uh, what kind of yeah? So what kind of feelings uh, were, were you feeling when you have uh, that sort of institutional support that CMU was giving? Like what? Like did you see any like professors or students? Were you expecting to have CMU support? Um, it wasn't so much an expectation, but it was like okay, there there might be people there from Winnipeg. Like a lot of people on the Steinbeck Pride page said they were going. So. Um, there were a few people that I knew that were coming out because it was such a monumental event, like the first Pride in Steinbeck. So um, the feelings that I had when I saw people that I knew was, it was awesome. Like, support is always good. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm used to the support, but at the same time, I'm not because I've received so much and I've also received um, negative, um, I guess, no support. So having those people there, it was it was really nice. Now, from that support, you've yeah. actually grown into a support yourself. I think that I think that absolutely that people watching your speech yeah. and watching your content online. I think these are, you know, you're offering you're offering support for for people who are who are like you that are struggling to come to terms with the, with this, you know, semi new yeah, reality. Definitely. Um, and that is, it's so humbling. It's yeah. I, I almost don't feel worthy of being called like a trailblazer or, hmm. um, people viewing me as this kind of like, I don't know, support figure, but I mean, that's, that's, that's reality. Like I've had people contact me through Facebook. Hey, you know what? I'm struggling with the same things you are. Hutterites who are in the closet, who are living on the colony. And my heart just goes out to them because I mean, yes, they have someone to talk to, but still I, I went through this. It is immensely difficult. Hmm. It is so difficult to live in a setting like this and hiding who you really are and not have anyone to talk to so i'm glad that they have me to talk to and i i welcome people to contact me if if they're going through the same things i did and yet you're uncomfortable with the term of being a trailblazer <laughs> yeah well i wouldn't say it's uncomfortable i just don't feel <laughs> worthy being called that <laughs> and, but, but dude like this is like it's huge you yeah, know like how many times how many times do you hear the words gay and hutterite in the same sentence <laughs> i can't imagine a whole heck of a lot not often but you know what it's it's becoming 
like more frequent because people are brave enough to come out mm-hmm. and there are a lot of gay hutterites people don't realize that just because you don't hear about them doesn't mean they don't exist and with with me being so open and with others being so open there are a few openly gay hutterites that's good because we want to be seen we want to be heard we do exist we're not something that's going to be swept under the rug and it's going to go away no we are here to stay and yeah we'll be vocal as you as well you should be and gosh that support (laughs) is so great so being a hutterite as well and being from this sort of more conservative uh, mennonite tradition did you feel as though you had like a certain going back to your speech in steinbeck did you feel like you had a certain inside track perhaps as a speaker like you can relate mostly to what the community like that what the community is going through yes yes and no i think um the steinbeck community is a bit more open and I guess progressive than Hutterites, but still there's there's this religious aspect of it. Um, people that may or may not feel threatened by this, that their faith is threatened. Um, so in the back of my mind, I I wanted to be as respectful as possible in my speech, which I think if you respect both sides, only the only thing that will come of it is good. If you disrespect, then not so much. So this this respect of uh, Steinbeck's views and and the people it, its faith was always in the back of my mind and how can I write something that won't really offend that is exactly what I was gonna I was wondering about is how do you how do you present being gay and holding and holding like more conservative uh, Anabaptist values simultaneously in your mind and how how do you articulate that on a on a grand scale like at Steinbeck Pride or broadcast via like a, a massive a massive uh, communication method like YouTube yeah it was it was definitely a challenge and um, the way I can I guess vocalize that or, or bring that across is from my education here at CMU really yeah, 100% like, how, how so I'm really I, this is really fascinating to me yeah well it all started in this class with Irma Fastuik and Dana Thiessen called Women and Men and one of the I guess subjects that we tackled or or, or um, I guess looked at was homosexuality in the Bible and obviously that subject it was incredibly close to me it was it was deeply personal so for my final assignment my research essay I did a piece on Christianity and homosexuality and what the Bible says about it and that really opened up my eyes that all, all the research that you know it's it's about interpretation and really the Bible doesn't really talk about homosexuality in a negative way it talks about homosexual rape and those negative aspects of um, homosexuality as negative but not being gay so that really helped me tackle this very challenging subject about homosexuality and Christianity and the faith. Right, and yet there are, and yet there probably are still some. I can only imagine on on uh, Hutterite colonies and in communities like Steinbeck and like similar Bible Belt communities across the Manitoba that would, you know, that won't hold that sort of, yeah. that won't hold that sort of view. So how how do you articulate those sorts of like how do you articulate this on a you know on a broader on a broader scale on a on a less maybe a less academic scale? 
to uh, to a wider audience? Um, include personal stories. Like the personal stories will, they always tug at the heartstrings. And when I tell a personal story, I'm not making it up. Like right. th- it's my story. And hopefully people will see the humanity in it. And yes, there's this academic aspect, but still it's, those are raw emotions. And sometimes uh, what people of faith or, or religion say can be very hurtful. And that's not good. So that's it's it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge to try to respect or, or to respect or not offend people of faith when talking about homosexuality. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to try and, and respect your your wishes for this next question. But is mm-hmm. there what kind of person like is there a personal story that really connects that you find really connects with an outside audience from your life that that really can hit this home? Um basically what i said in in the steinbeck speech like not having anyone to talk to like imagine how that feels um saying that someone is disgusting just by being themselves think how that would feel like it's it's so core to what and who you are like it can't be changed and still people say oh you're disgusting so the entirety of who you are is basically bad, which that's really hurtful to hear. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's, yeah, it's not good. So um, I don't know if I answered your question. I, but yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You, yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head for me. Um, last question to you, uh, Tyrone, if you could speak to any other uh, group about this kind of imbalance. Now that you've hit like a, a major major audience with the Steinbeck Pride Parade. Is there any other group that you would like to to speak to about holding these, about being gay and being Hutterite in balance? Uh, well, I wouldn't mind speaking to Hutterites. Is, like, that, is, in, that, is that even a possibility? <laughs> right now, um, I guess the only way that's possible is putting it out on YouTube and doing this and speaking at Pride events if the opportunity ever arises again. So... Um, Hutterites have progressed and they do have access to technology so so many Hutterites so many have heard and uh, read about Steinbeck Pride and heard the speeches and seen the YouTube videos and I guess in a way that is effectively reaching them without reaching them on a purely personal level like talking face to face which my hope is that one day will be able to do that not only me but other gay heterites and um, Kelly Hofer who's a true trailblazer like he was one of the first to come out as openly gay he's had the uh, fortunate opportunity to be actually be able to go back and visit the Hutterite colony and talk to people there and yes the Hutterite colony where he's from is much more liberal Um, they are accepting some of them. Um, the colony where I'm from, not so much. Um, they're more on the conservative side. So hopefully that day will, hopefully that will, will change one day and I'll be able to talk to them face to face. 
Absolutely. So. We hope for that. We hope yeah. that for you too, sir. <laughs> thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And thank you for coming to share your story with us here. My pleasure. Tyrone Hofer is a business graduate here from CMU of 2016. He spoke at the historic Steinbeck Pride event uh, this past July and also is an advocate for gay rights and being gay and how to write simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Go follow him on YouTube and there's a Facebook page as well that you can go check him out at. So great to have Tyrone Hofer here in studio to share his experiences with us. You are, of course, listening to Wittenberg Radio. And a quick reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes for more awesome interviews, including our first one from this past season with Kenton Lobie. Mm-hmm. What's up next, Nicolene? Well, up next, we are going to play a segment from our coffee house. Uh, we had a coffee house during the opening week of CMU this year. And we had a ton of great acts, and we are lucky enough to have him recorded. And we're going to play, be playing segments um, every week on Wittenberg. So this week, we are going to play um, Amber Day and Shannon Weeb's uh, rendition of Hit the Road Jack. Hit it! Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back. Don't you come back no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more. Oh, man, oh, man, don't treat me so mean. You're the meanest man I've ever seen. I guess if you say so, I'd have to pack my things and go. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back. Don't you come back no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more. There you go, Shannon Weep, Amber Day, we hit the road, Jack. What a great act. That was so good. Mm-hmm. That was like so sultry and like so... Doomed. 
That was really great. Awesome job, you guys. And of course, we're so excited to feature more of your acts from that first coffee house. And a reminder, you want to keep signing up for those coffee houses. Keep on the lookout for those as the Arts and Entertainment Committee puts them up. All right, that's going to about do it for us here on the show. Upcoming events. Gosh, we got to talk about those, don't we? Right. I Man, I was like totally unprepared to talk about this, hence why I don't have my Well, stuff. this okay. coming weekend is uh, CMU Fall Festival. Oh, man. There That's will so be exciting. A whole host of things there. I think a farmer's market, uh, Menno Cross. Menno Cross. What's Menno Cross, Nicolene? Menno Cross is a bike race, and I think there's lots of different categories. So, from kids to um, adults, and it happens on North Campus. So, you can watch a whole bunch of people bike through a crazy course that they set up and uh, cheer on your, your faves. <laughs> there you go. So many faves, including uh, Dan Friesen, our alumni. Uh, also, in regards to that farmer's market you mentioned, they're calling for bakers uh, mm. for that uh, farmer's market. Uh, they have a big table of this of, from the CMU community, uh, products made by people who are in our you know, in our orb, as it were. If you're interested in baking something to sell, uh, contact Stephanie Wenger at North Reception for a little bit more information about that. And of course, stay tuned with what's happening in CMU Daily for what's coming up in the days ahead. I mean, MPK Folk Fest is another big thing that we mm-hmm. haven't even talked about. Uh, that's going to be also on that fall festival Saturday. Definitely want to check that out. I don't know that we're ready to reveal all of the acts for that show yet, but I can tell you that it's going to be a stellar event with a lot of um, not just your CMU uh chums but actually like some really well-established musical acts from across the province and beyond so do come and check out some really great uh entertainment it's completely free there's going to be all kinds of baking there as well it happens on the back 40 if you don't know where that is you're going to go to south campus kind of behind the Catherine friesen apartments uh, in behind that parking lot there and you will see a huge stage and probably a whole gaggle of people. There's going to be henna as well mm-hmm. available a there. A good way to bring back the summer. Get that last taste of summer. Get that last taste of summer at the MPK Folk Festival. That's going to be so great. I think that's all that we have. Oh, the Week of Sustainability that's coming up mm-hmm. as oh. well in just a bit. Right. Before that, just there's also opening program that closes up the Fall Festival uh, in the evening on, all right. on the Saturday. So... There'll be choirs and all sorts of things there. Stay tuned. Yeah, definitely want to come check out that. Uh, yeah, the Week of Sustainability also coming up uh, in a couple of weeks here as well. So stay mm-hmm. tuned for announcements uh, about that around campus. So with that said, I think we're going to wrap up the show for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, subscribe on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. Go check out past episodes at wittenbergradio.com, our beautiful looking website as well. We are on Facebook at Wittenberg Radio, at Wittenberg Radio on Twitter. Keep the momentum going on that on that yeah. beautiful communication medium. Wittenbergradio at gmail.com is the place to send all of your comments, questions, show ideas, and whatever you feel like saying to me that you can't say to my face <laughs> or to Nicolene's face for that matter alright until next time my name is Nolan Kaler and I'm Nicolene Klausen-Weed see you then Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council the views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council 